0: Started three, two, one. What is up, everybody, and welcome to another Date on Kubernetes community student sessions. Super excited to be here for a lot of reasons. Nice to see some folks already here in the chat, leaving comments, questions, etc. Getting the energy going to get this started. Today is a pretty important day, all right, for, for a few different reasons. One of them, and first and foremost, is that we're very, very fortunate to have with us uh Kunal Marima, who is in our first cohort of data on Kubernetes community uh, interns. Started with us last summer, Kunal and I met, actually in KubeCon, in a CNCF mentoring session. And since then, it's been amazing to watch him grow, to to learn, to share, to help others in their cloud native journey. And that's exactly what he's gonna be doing today. Just so you know though, Kunal uh, was, like I said, in our first group of interns. We also have other interns, contributors, mentors, lots of opportunities for people to get involved. If you want to look at one of the easiest ways to get involved i'm just going to leave a link here for the dok um how to dok project check that out if you want to get more involved you can jump in our slack we've got plenty of people who can help you get started with that with code contributions as well as non-code contributions that being said i would like to turn it over now to our guest of honor so nice to have you with us here today kunal how are you doing
1: doing great, Bart. Thank you so much for inviting me here. It's always, you know, great to collaborate with the DOK community. Good.
0: Yes. And, and same thing for us. Really quickly, for some folks who may not know you, can you just give us a little bit of background about who you are, how you got involved in all this, and, and some of the projects you're working on right
1: now? Yeah, sure. So, hey everyone, my name is Kunal Verma, and I am currently a sophomore pursuing my bachelor's in IT from India. Uh, I've been involved in various open source communities for quite some time now, right? Currently, I've been contributing to the Kubernetes project, mainly in the documentation section. And I'm also involved in the layer five community as well, which is like, uh, you know, a lot of service meshes are involved in the layer five community. You can check it out as well. And recently, I've also been elected as the cloud native glossary ambassador. So that's a really big thing for me and about which we'll be going to we are going to talk about that particular project in this particular session as well. And last but not the least, I'm also a student mentor at the DOK community. So it's really amazing to see the community grow so well. So if you ever need to you know, know about how to start contributing, you can always reach out to me. And we have also our amazing interns and the community as well. And But we have an amazing mentor. So yeah, we'll all, we are always there to help you all.
0: Good stuff, man. Yeah. Great summary. But really quickly as well too you mentioned quite a few different things and simultaneously you're studying how old are you kunal uh
1: i am 19 years old right now
0: yeah very very good i I think it's just it's a good sign though for everybody not you don't need to do exactly the same things that kunal is doing but just just seeing that you know getting out there interacting with people these are things that you can do and if you ever want advice feel free to reach out to kunal either on slack twitter i can tell you with full sincerity is one of the nicest people i've ever met always looking to help people out. Um, so please, please, please keep that in mind. Now, Kunal, you mentioned what we're here today to talk about is the Cloud Native Glossary. So what exactly is the Cloud Native Glossary? How did this get started? What is this project?
1: Yes, absolutely. So the Cloud Native Glossary, you know, is a CNCF open source project. You know, if you are involved in the open source community, you would definitely know that CNCF has a lot of projects that are Already involved in, you know, some of them are Kubernetes, which is you know really famous these days, and we have other projects. So the clonative Glossary is another cncf open source projects, but the difference being is that instead of contributing as a code, we contribute words and definitions. So if you look at like you know the common glossary definition, a glossary is basically you know collection of all the all related terms, right? So a clonative glossary is basically you know the main idea is to explain simple, sorry, complex cloud native concepts in really simple words so that, you know, even a non-technical person who doesn't even have a knowledge of, you know, all these complex concepts is able to understand it. Yeah. Now,
0: you know, can I just stop you there really cloud- quick? Can yeah. I stop you there really quickly? Because like sometimes we get a fair amount of younger folks or beginners that are joining our community. And a lot of times they'll ask, what are the prerequisites? So what are the prerequisites if someone wants to get involved in this project? What kind of experience or background um, do they need to have?
1: Yeah. To be honest, from my experience, there are no prerequisites for anyone to get involved in this particular project, because as I mentioned previously, this is, you know, a type of project in which you can contribute in a non-code perspective, in a non-code way. So there are a lot of ways to get involved. The one prerequisite I would say is that you have a passion to learn, you have a passion to explore more, and, you know, you just want to help people around to, you know, spread spread word about the native concepts that are out there and make things simple for anyone to learn. So according to me, those are only the prerequisites that are required.
0: I think, I think most other folks in the, in the, in the project would agree, shout out to Jason, shout out to Catherine. Um, when did this get started and how do when did you get involved?
1: So I just got involved, like I got to know about this project from the Twitter thread once, you know, James posted about the particular project uh, a while ago. So I just got involved with it. Uh, you know, I, There is actually a localization effort that is being going on in this particular project which we are going to talk about a little bit later as well but i just got involved with the localization effort then you know i thought that this is a really nice project and people should actually know about it so i just you know shared about it on twitter and shared about the other people as well and this is how i got involved and i got to talk to a lot of maintainers that are already working on this project and the folks that are working so yeah, just trying to spread the word around and trying to make people aware about this particular project.
0: Very, very good. Um, and it's so like you said, it, it got started. It was sort of launched officially as a project in KubeCon of last year in Los Angeles. Um, I was there, pretty excited. But, but once again, uh, there's there's people from all over the world that are working on this. You can probably get into that a little bit later in terms of how many people are there. How many And how many terms are in the glossary so far? How many words have been added?
1: So like when it was introduced in KubeCon last year, there were actually 50 terms that were already added, but now the community is growing really fast. And, you know, we are obviously looking for more contributors, but I guess there are around 60 plus terms that have already been added to the glossary. So you should definitely check those
0: out as well. Yeah.
1: Very, very good. That's
0: amazing. And obviously, like you said, I think the sort of goal and purpose is, is yeah, there are many, there are many Kubernetes resources out there what is it that the Glossary is providing that perhaps we can't find in other places?
1: So I, I definitely feel that, you know, you know if you talk about a person who's just starting out in the cloud native and, you know, DevOps space. So there is like this thing like you are not actually familiar with these kind of terms, you know, these complex cloud native terms. For example, if you say Kubernetes, or if we talk about in the data on Kubernetes community, we talk about stateful apps, right? So if you're not familiar with these terms and, you know, someone just put it, puts that term right in front of you, you will get confused and things can really get overwhelming sometimes. But what I feel is that the cloud native Grocery is doing is it is actually breaking that first barrier. What it does is, is it basically, you know, explains a particular term in a really high level manner. You know, you'll, def- you'll get an overview of that particular term. What is it? What problem does it solve? And, you know, how does it do that? So what exactly is doing is that it is creating that very first step for you towards, you know, learning that about that particular term and which will help you to, you know, go to the next step, you know, dig a little bit deeper, do your own research and learn more about that particular term. So I think that just climbing that first stair, taking that first step towards learning about these concepts, the glossary is making a huge difference there and it will definitely help you there as well.
0: Great. And, you know, it's not that it's being described or projected in this way but I think what a lot of this is about is about giving confidence building confidence because like you said it can be very overwhelming and the last thing that we want is for folks new folks to come in and and not feel like they have a place and and this is something that I think inspires confidence and also uh you know well, we went through the word inspire inspiration motivation to go out and, and explore more you don't have to learn all the kubernetes concepts in one day right? it's a journey enjoy the process so i think that's a very powerful thing about it too and also as you mentioned the localization process um pro, you know aspect of this to make these terms more accessible to people in, in their own languages good so with that, with that in mind, we've probably got some folks out here in the audience that are interested in contributing. What's the best way to start doing that? I'm, I'm gonna put the link um, to the to the glossary website, which has a guide to that. Um, but Kunal, let's just hear it from you directly. Like what if what's the very first step someone needs to take if they want to get involved in this project?
1: Sure. So, you know, unlike like any other open source project, you know, the first and foremost step for you to if you want to get involved. Would be you know to join the slack channel that we have so we have the cncf slack server and in that we have actually a glossary channel so if you want to get involved in this particular project jump into the channel say hi you know introduce yourself let us know what you're interested in contributing to because the very first step in contributing to you know and getting involved with an open source project is you know letting people know about your interest and collaborating with them so according to me that would that should be your very first step now I would, like I mentioned previously, you know, there are no prerequisites for contributing. You know, you, if even if you don't have any knowledge about, you know, getting involved in CNCF or, you know, about these concepts, you can still get involved. But according to me, there are a few prerequisites. So for example, we have a how to contribute guide that will basically list down all the possible ways of contributing and how you can basically contribute in each way. And then we also have a style guide that will basically help you to, you know, both of these guides will help you to understand the workflow and you know maintain the standard standard of contributions to the community now as i previously mentioned there are a lot of ways to contribute and trust me when i say this there are a lot let me you know go through all the all of those basically cool. now the first one would be you know if you want to add a new term right so as i mentioned previously unlike other open source projects we contribute in terms of words and definitions right so if you want to propose a new term you can basically raise an issue for that one if you you know you can raise an issue for that you know just name your term describe a little bit more about that what does this term do not the definition part just a little bit of description what exactly do you need to be put in put into, into the glossary and if you want to work on the definition you can very well do so as well just you know ask the maintainers to get yourself that issue assigned and you can start working on the definition now uh, one important thing i really want to mention here is that Remember that this, you know, once your PR PR gets merged, this will be an official CNCF definition. So you know a lot of industry people would be relying on this definition, right? So it's a big deal, and uh, I would advise to not take it lightly. So you know, once you are start, once you start working on a particular definition, I would highly recommend to do some research, even if you are sure that you know you know this particular concept. Researching again and again, verifying it, being you know being, you know, as close as to accuracy and, you know, discussing it with fellow folks will really help you and will really help the maintainers to, you know, in the review process and will get your PRs merged as quickly as possible. So this is one of the most important things, researching and basically verifying it again and again. This is a process of, this is a loop basically while you are contributing to this particular project. So this is how, you know, because... At the end of the day, the goal should be, you know, that that particular term you are able to explain it to anyone from even if even if it's from a non-technical background as well. So and, and, with, that could, it- yeah,
0: and that, with that, yeah, and with that, all that verification process, research process. In your case, could you give us an example of some of the resources that you use? Just because I mean, it's one thing to go to Google and just type in the word, but can you give us some tips maybe about some things that have worked for you when looking for definitions?
1: Yeah, sure. So, for example, if you are searching about Kubernetes, right? You are working on you know definition of Kubernetes. So, the thing that which which I which work for me and which I see a lot of uh, people follow is that you reach out to industry experts for you know advices. So you can you know like we have divided each definition each term with three sections, right? What is it? If you are working for a particular definition, you can reach out to the person who is actually experienced in it, and you know you can basically ask. Okay, how does it look? Should I add in something more, or sh- should I, you know, improve it? Now, this is the first step. The second step you can do is that you can reach out to, you know, your fellow peer, or you can also reach out to someone who doesn't even have a knowledge of that particular term. So this is this would be the ultimate test, right? That th- your particular definition, you know, should one should be able to understand your particular definition, even if he doesn't, he or she doesn't have a knowledge of that thing, right? So this is something you can follow and. The next thing is, you know, obviously you can refer to the official documentation of Kubernetes. It is always there and, you know, it's really informative, but these are some of the steps. I would say if, even if you're not familiar, like how you can research for these particular terms, you can always ask the people in the Slack channel. Communication is the key, right? You know, you can always ask your doubts in public and you can always reach out to the maintainers or the fellow folks, but keeping the communication constant keeping a constant communication and always asking your doubts would really help you there. Yeah. These are some Very of good. my tips.
0: Good, good, good. Perfect. Keep going. Yeah. O- other ways to contribute. So we've got this one thing is you, you, said raising an issue for a word that, uh, you know, that isn't there, um, or working on the definition. What else, what about improving an existing term? Cause sometimes, you know, maybe one person puts some information, but doesn't include everything that should be there.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, Another way you can contribute like you mentioned right now is improving an existing definition. So as I mentioned previously that we have right now 60 plus terms that are that have already been, already been added to the glossary. So what you can do is, you know, and here's the thing. if you, Even if you're a beginner, you can still contribute this way. So for example, if you're someone who's just exploring Kubernetes, right? So you can def- go check out Kubernetes. You can read it through each, each and every line. And if you find, you know, You know, some line or word that you are not able to understand. You can directly raise an issue for that particular thing, you know, or submit a PR for that one. That I was not able to understand this, and this can be a better way to explain that particular term or a line. So this is actually basically so basically this is like an easier way to approach things rather than you know creating a PR from scratch. I feel this is according to me. But you know, again, mentioning the process that it would be the official CNCF definition. So the process of verifying it, you know, discussing with the people taking your time on this because quality is the essence here, right? So researching it, verifying, discussing it with the people, discussing with maintainers, taking your time to work on that particular term would really help you and help the maintainers. And this would basically create a smooth process for you in order for contributing. So yeah, that's, that is that's good.
0: Thing. Yeah. And, and with that in mind too, I think to understand that it's not just, I go out, I find something and I copy and paste it, like you said, to really get the context and understand the full depth and scope. It's good to find those, like you said, whether it's through official Kubernetes documentation, but also going out and talking to people. Hey, do you agree on this definition? Do you think that this makes sense? And think that's a really, really important thing to do. And also it, then you're not just researching, you're also networking, you're getting to know people. There's, you get to show your interest. So those things are really, really important experiences to have as well um next thing I want to think about so in if if we go to the slack channel on CNCF right now um I'm just gonna hop over there really quickly and if you're not in the CNC, CNCF slack already why not you should be it's really easy everyone's very friendly so if we go to the glossary um all right there are 118 people that are there I imagine those 118 people are from quite a few different countries right Kunal yeah absolutely and so with that, with that in mind, that's another super cool part of the project is you get to be involved with people from many, many different places. You learn a ton by interacting with folks from different countries, but can you tell us more? We talked a little, a little bit about it earlier. Can you tell us more about the localization part of this uh, glossary project? What's up with that?
1: Yeah, sure. So for folks who don't know what exactly does localization mean? So it's a little bit different from translation. So localization is basically, you know, adapting a particular content different regions and locality right now the basic goal of localizing anything any particular content is that language shouldn't be a barrier for anyone to learn right we don't want that you know because of the language you are you are stopping yourself from learning a particular about a particular technology now if we talk about you know mainly about the cncf community the main language for each and every project is english right you know the native language but for some communities or for some regions in different parts of the world, as you just mentioned, there are a lot of people from around the world. English may not be a native language for them. There might be Spanish, there might be German, like we have in India, Hindi. So it might, you know, sometimes get difficult if people want to learn, but due to language barrier, they are not able to, right? Now, the thing I love about the CNCF community is that, and why I fell in love with it is because they actually, you know, the community actually supports diverse cultures from all around the world. And each and every project that I got involved in, you know, they have some some other kind of efforts that are already going on in order to, you know, promote this diversity. And one of them is actually the localization effort, which we also follow in the glossary. Now, if you want to get involved in the, you know, localization effort, there is actually a glossary localization channel on the CNCF Slack itself. So you can basically join that now in localization what we are actually doing is that we are making the content more accessible to people all around all around the world nevertheless and you know not considering their languages and all but if you want to get involved in the localization part the first and foremost way is you know you can initiate your own team so right now we have a lot of folks and a lot of teams that are already involved in the localization effort we have a team for hindi we also have a team for Chinese, Korean, and even if even we have a team from from the Spanish team as well. So I'm a part of the Hindi team, and we have a lot of amazing folks that are already working on that one. So if you want to initiate your own team, right? If you if you are a person who is familiar with Bengali, let's say for example, so you can jump into the Slack channel. You can you know present your interest. Hey, I want to you know uh, localize content in Bengali. So you know you can definitely do that. In a, you can initiate your own team. There are basically a few rules for doing that. So the first and foremost one is you basically need at least three volunteers in your team, you know, for you to be able to start working on that one. I won't go you know, too, in too much depth about those rules. There is a, basically a file, a localization.md file on our GitHub repo. I can, you know, we can basically link all the important resources in the description box as well later so you can get out, but this is first way the second way is that you can obviously join an existing team, you know, basically because more folks would mean more collaboration and, you know, more accuracy in work. So if you are, you know, if you think that you're familiar in a particular language, you can join the Hindi team, you can even join the, you know, German team, but you can even join the Spanish team. That would mean, that would be quite great. I would love <laughs> but, it. Yeah. So, you know, you can definitely join a team and absolutely you can contribute in the localization effort as well.
0: Yeah. I think, it's, I, think, yes. I think that one of the best parts about this is that you don't have to be a technical expert and there are lots of different ways to get involved. And one of the basic things that's mentioned frequently by a lot of really, we can say high level CNCF folks is that helping just correct typographical errors, right? Like we make tons of mistakes when we write things, just having an extra set of eyes to proofread things. There are lots of different ways, but Kunal, could you mention some of the other ways? We've talked about quite a few different ways, all right? Are there any other ways that folks can get involved?
1: Yes, absolutely. So as I mentioned, these are some of the ways, these are some of the main ways that you can get involved, but in open, in an open source project, there are a lot of ways that you can get involved and some other ways are, you know, talking about this project is that, as I mentioned previously, it is a fairly young project. So, you know, this is like the initial studies of the project. So we need actually more awesome contributors. So one way you can get involved is that spreading the word out there. Right. So, share it on socials share you know if if you are someone who's you know going through a particular term if you love that definition you can you can tag the cncf students tag glossary uh, tag the cncf glossary and you know give a link to that particular term what you are actually doing is you are making people aware of this particular project and you know the community that we have here what you can do right now is also you know take a screenshot of this particular session you can share your learnings on social but maybe you can (laughs) Do a nice pose for people to take a screenshot.
0: Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> the problem we do have a little bit of a delay, but you know, luckily I do have my my sunglasses nearby, so that's good. Um, always ready, yeah. always ready for a good screenshot. Now I think I think that I think that you're. Oh yeah, let's uh, let's see if we can get this. Uh, there we go. Yeah, whenever you're ready, Kunal, ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So folks can use that if they want. We'll also drop that in our Slack. I'm not gonna take my sunglasses off just yet. I think the point is here is that I don't think it could really be easier to get involved. Right. I think it's there are a lot of different ways to do it. You've explained that also so folks can understand, you know, in terms of your learning journey and how this can help you get plugged into the CNCF ecosystem. You can meet super cool, friendly people that are very supportive, that are going to be excited about you wanting to get involved, as Kunal said check out the GitHub repo, take a quick look at the documentation before you get started, just so that you will feel more comfortable when you're getting involved. And that way you can start asking questions uh, directly. All right, um, it's always a really good, just take 30 minutes, uh, maybe a little bit longer as well, to take a quick look at all the things that are going on in the Slack channel, in, in the repo, et cetera. What I'm saying about this though too, is that you know the CNCF is trying to become more inclusive, more accessible. And one of the things that's related to that and that we can say are part of the building blocks um, that are included in this glossary in terms of understanding key terms and having a better, deeper vision of the CNCF is what's called uh, the new certification that was launched at the same time that the glossary was launched in KubeCon last year, which is the KCNA, the Kubernetes Cloud Native Associate. All right. It's a new certificate for, we can say, more junior folks that are, that are getting started on their cloud native journeys. Um, to get certified by solidifying, putting all that knowledge together. So this, like I said, I think the glossary can be a good way to, to get started out on that path um, so that you have a clear understanding. A lot of these terms are very strange, right? We're talking about Istio, Envoy, Prometheus, you know, uh, Thanos, Service Mesh, et cetera, all these other, you know, different things that form part of the CNCF ecosystem. The glossary I think is a great way to get started, to sort of calm those things down, Get them more ordered and and not make this uh, this experience so overwhelming. All right. That being said, right. So Kunal, you've been with this project for a while. What are recommendations of some you know do's and don'ts, practical tips that you would give to folks if they want to get involved?
1: Yes, absolutely. So you know the first and foremost do I would say is that you know this particular glossary, if you will visit the website, you will see that it is actually following a particular theme. So if you just visit a particular term, let's say, you know, straightforward apps, right? So you would see that the theme that it's following is that the first de- the first part of the pr- definition would be, what is it? Then the next part is the problem it addresses and you know, how it basically solves the problem. Now, while you are actually contributing, you know, you definitely need to get familiarized with this particular theme so that you can, you know, you can structure your particular definition of the theme. Now, what, the, what exactly it is doing is here is that keeping things actually la- really clear and focused. right? So the style guide would help you here, you know, you, to understand what theme the glossary is actually following and will help you when you are actually, you know, devising a particular definition for that one. Now, as I previously mentioned, you know, again, this point is really important, so I would m- like to mention it again as well. Once your PI gets merged, it will be an official CNCF definition, which is a big deal, right? And, you know, take your time while you're devising a definition, you know, do multiple revisions and, you know, ask for feedbacks, ask for suggestions. You, you this, is, this is not a sprint, right? This is a marathon. So take your time, be patient. This is not a quick thing, right? Don't take it too lightly, I would say. So doing multiple revisions and what you are doing actually is you are actually also making the life of the maintainers easier, right? You are actually, const- you are keeping the communication. So, so you are actually getting you know redirections constantly for that one now again keeping things simple and you know doing a lot of verifications another method i would like to mention here is that before you actually you know de- raise a direct pr for your definition we always recommend to you know work on a separate google doc so you can basically you know put pull in your research in a single google doc you can share the link with me or you know any other maintainers from the project if you are not sure about the definition, you can always ask you know the community for feedbacks and suggestions as well. So, what exactly the Google Doc is doing here is that that would be your first draft, first draft, right? So let it sit there for a while, revisit it again, ask a colleague or a friend for feedbacks or suggestions, and you know you can work your way up from there as well. And of course, the ultimate test would be you know would your non-technical friend would understand it? Because at the end of the day, it's the main goal is basically to be able to make your make this particular definition easily accessible and easily understandable to someone who doesn't even have a knowledge or doesn't even have a technical background, right? So these are some of the tips I would like to share right now and go through all the guides that I just mentioned. You know, we can link all of them. Joining the channels is really important, keeping the constant communication. And one of the most important is that do not be afraid to ask your doubts. Always ask your doubts in public. I like to ask a lot of doubts uh, as Bart would know from my, from my previous experiences. And I like people who actually ask a lot of doubts. So yeah, asking a lot of doubts is really important here. We all are here to uplift each other and grow together. So yeah, these are some of the tips that I would like to mention.
0: That's, I know, and, and, and I couldn't agree more that, that getting those questions out in the open, that's a gift, right? Like that is a con- that's a form of contribution because with every question that you ask, the people that are answering them, and have a better idea about what kind of things they should anticipate, perhaps some uh, issues that they didn't detect. So these things, getting those things out in the open, you really, really do uh, everybody a favor. So don't don't hesitate, don't feel shy. Um, There's no such thing as a stupid question. The worst thing that can happen is that they'll copy and paste a resource, send you to where you need to go. That's not a problem, all right? So don't don't worry about that at all. And then it also empowers you to be able to answer that question when other people ask it. So anyway, couldn't agree more on that. Um, Good. Now, so we've got a clear idea about what is a contribution? What are the things we need to keep in mind um, to do that? Taking this a little bit further, maybe some people haven't contributed before to an open source project, let alone one that's in the CNCF. So why should somebody contribute? What's kind of the mission or driving force behind this?
1: Uh, sure, so coming back to the mission of, of our project basically is that to be able to make these terms more accessible to more and more people, right? And who are actually outside our CNCF community or even the technical community as well. And, you know, once the community is involved, once, you know, the open source community is involved, this process will be, you know, becomes much faster and a lot easier, right? Because in open source, it is all about collaborating and contributing together to make things better and better. Now, to answer your question about why should people, why should people actually contribute? The first and foremost should be like, I hope that people see this value, you know, I hope that, you know, people see this, that they really want to help, you know, other people understand about these particular technologies. So this was actually the first and foremost why for me, I actually wanted to help around people. I actually wanted to help people to make people aware about this particular concept. So this is, you know, the first and foremost reason why I actually became part of this initiative. Now, for someone new to this community, I definitely feel that it would be a great way to get experience in open source because this is an open source project. And like any other project, you know, the community aspect is involved. You know, you are collaborating with people. You are actually talking to people from around the world. Like I'm talking to Bart right now, you know, he's from Spain, I'm from India. So (laughs) you can definitely see the distance from here, but we are actually collaborating, right? You actually learn a lot in the process of researching, you know, like I mentioned previously, you are contributing to a word and a definition. So a lot of researching and you know a lot of feedback system is involved. So you actually learn a lot in the process. And you know, remember one thing that it's all about you know learning from the process rather than you know just concentrating more on the result part. So don't worry about actually being a beginner. You actually learn a lot from the process. You you have the opportunity to talk to a lot of people. And you know, obviously the concepts like Git and GitHub, you can learn in the you can learn along the process as well, but it's all about, you know, just getting involved and the first steps. So I do feel that again, you can still be a part of it and learn it
0: as well. Yeah. Good. I think quite a I think we have a pretty clear idea now about the project. If folks remember, you can ask your questions either on Slack, you can get in the CNCF Slack. You can ask them here on YouTube, whatever you want to do, or also, you know, tweet um, you can mention Kunal. But just to reiterate to make it super super clear we've got folks in our audience that i'm sure are interested in, in getting involved in this so what's the best way to get started and where should they go
1: yeah first of all just straight away head out to you know the cncf slack server there as i mentioned previously there is the glossary localization channel and the glossary channel as well if you're interested in localization one you can join the previous one as well say hi introduce yourself let us know your interests get started just go through the guides that i mentioned you know there is the how to contribute guide and the style guide as well there is you know the direct link for those in the main website of the glossary glossary website as well now as i mentioned this is the cncf project so following a co- conduct is really important so even if you have raised a pr you know be patient with it you know let the maintainers you know work around with it take take constant feedback take constant suggestions from those work around your way you know learn new things It's all like a pre like I mentioned previously as well. It's all a process of learning. So be patient, you know, and let others also be let others also be collaborate with you as well. And this is how you can get involved and started right now as well. Yeah.
0: Okay, good. And also, maybe one thing that wasn't mentioned is, are there regular meetings, you know, how, how does it asynchronous? How does that work?
1: So Talking about like meetings, we have you know, a monthly glossary working group meeting, which you can be a part of. So if you visit you know, the CNCF official calendar, maybe we can link that, you know, Bart can maybe link that to the uh, chat as well right now. There is actually a monthly working group meeting where we you know, discuss about new updates about the glossary and localization as well. So you can definitely join that. It's a big enough meeting you can introduce and you know you, you get to you know get an opportunity to get with the maintainers. Catherine, Jason, and everyone is there. So that'd be fun and hope you hope to see you there as well. Yeah.
0: Good. Um, I'm just going to drop the link here. The info about monthly meetings. You've got all the links here, folks. But like I said, if you need to do any follow-up for whatever reason, contact myself, contact Kunal in the CNCF Slack, in the data on Kubernetes Slack, wherever you want. Um, Kunal, this was absolutely fantastic. Considering the amount of stuff that you've been doing since you got involved into the CNCF, what can we expect from you let's say in the next year what do you see yourself working on just curious uh
1: like to be honest my goal is you know to submit a cfp for KubeCon. uh like i was I, I was actually planning for the europe one but that wouldn't be couldn't be possible because of my college but i am targeting the cfp for you know cubecon north america that would be a lifetime opportunity if i get selected and yeah like i would you know like i recently joined the lef which is another project in the cncf ecosystem so i look forward to contributing there as well and at the end of the day i really do love to help folks around so if you have any doubts you can always reach out to me if you are you know feeling stuck somewhere in the cncf ecosystem because to be honest it's a large one right if you see the landscape of the cncf it's a huge one right and you know people can really get over so reach out to them ask your doubts you know People are really friendly in this particular community, and you know you can always reach out to them. You can ask your doubts in public. Yeah, that's basically my goal, and creating more content for beginner folks, you know, to help them get started with open source. So yeah, that's talking about my goals
0: right now. That that's good. That's good. And I think I think it's completely reasonable for you to submit a CFP for uh, for KubeCon. Um, and I would encourage other folks as well too, based on the experiences that you get in the CNCF. You know, we have the students track um, for the CNCF. And, and so it's, it's very, very open. We have sessions like the one we're doing today. We have somebody asking, uh, all right, I think, Animesh, are you in? That's OK. I think, I think all those points are very valid. I, I think we can expect to see Kunal continue to helping other new people get involved to make this, you know, entry point onboarding process less uh, overwhelming, uh, less intense, and, and easier to get plugged in. I think it's very, very clear, you know, from as a summary of the things that were being mentioned, this is very open, right? We, you do not need to be an experienced DevOps professional with 20 years experience, no. You need to be a person with a positive attitude who's willing to do, um, you know, the work that's necessary to have high quality definitions, which means doing research, asking questions, reaching out to people, contacting them. Um, Gave some very, very clear practical tips on how to do that. If you arrived a little bit late, uh, feel free just to watch the beginning again. This will be on our YouTube channel forever. Um, But just just to repeat, I know I'm very lucky to know personally some of the people that are involved in this glossary project. I could not say more positive things about them in the sense of being very welcoming, very generous with their time, very dedicated to what they're doing. And that's that sort of uh, viral generosity, right? Where if you're around other people who are very proactive and are very giving, it will encourage you to do the same. And Kunal is clearly no exception to that. Um, yep. Yeah. So that being said, pretty much finished up for the day. I think uh, this, was, this was very good. Kunal, is there anything else you'd like to add before we say goodbye?
1: Yes, absolutely. Sure. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining in. And I really do hope that you know, you are all able to join in and contribute to this particular glossary. As I mentioned that we are looking for, you know, contributors actively, and you can definitely take part in the localization effort that is going on and full swing, I would say, because a lot of teams are already involved in. So just jump into the Slack channel and yeah, just get involved. It's all about taking the first step, I would say.
0: Very, very good. And that first step, the worst thing that can go wrong is that you might get a little confused, contact Kunal, contact me. We'll be happy to help you, all right? Um, And so thanks to everybody for attending today. Kunal, an absolute pleasure. Look forward to having you back for another session. And definitely you can expect Kunal to be in our DOK Students Day, our second DOK Students Day. That will be at the end of April, right? So very much looking forward to that, All right? Thanks a lot, everybody. Take care. Have a good one. Bye, everyone.